It is a lot cooler this Friday than it was last Friday. You know how it was last Friday. Looking a little bit like those Dallas Cowboys is peaking in the 90s. Meanwhile, today, it is in the 80s. You could argue it's like the Washington football team peaking in the 80s. Actually, but not in the upper 80s. It's in the lower 80s. So maybe that's not an appropriate analogy. You could say the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they've still had good years and Super Bowl championships, multiple ones since then. But alas, we welcome in WSET's Dave Walls in the fast lane because, Dave, week two of high school football, they had a scrimmage and a benefit before week one last week, but week two of games that count in the standings will be kicking off shortly. And before we get to the games, how much do you expect this to be a much crisper, not just evening, but also quality of play, not just correcting a lot of the sloppiness that plenty of teams displayed last week, but the fact that some of it was contributable to, contributed and attributed to much higher temperatures and much more humid air. Yeah, I, th- I definitely expect the games to be a little crisper, a little cleaner tonight. Although, to be honest with you, I thought the play for a majority of the games that I saw last week uh, was pretty crisp. Again, the biggest thing we had last week was uh, players cramping up, you know, not used to going a full four quarters with that level of humidity that we had last week. I, I covered the EC glass game uh, against Lord Bonneton. And, you know, we were good until about midway through the third quarter. Then after every play, it was cramp, cramp, cramp. And the trainers, God bless them, they were doing everything they could to stretch people out, make sure everyone's drinking their water. And, uh, you know, the games just got dragged on a little bit. So it was uh, certainly an exercise in patience last week. And I think that patience will be a little more rewarded tonight. It is a gorgeous looking evening so far. You cannot make up a night like this any more perfectly than what you get in terms of the weather this evening. It'll be in the uh, low to mid 70s, 73 or so as game time approaches and dropping into the 60s as the evening unfolds, Dave. Um, Before again, looking at the matchups, is this the kind of night that you dream of when you think of what it's like to cover high school football and be at a game? You know, it's pretty darn close if you were to ask someone to uh, paint, a, paint a good picture. You know, the sun setting in the background as you're kicking off, uh, it, it's pretty nice. Uh, it's pretty nice weather. If you're a player, I think you'll like it to still be a little cooler. I, I mean, I, I always remember, you know, I loved, you know, the little extra pop in the pads you got when it was maybe 50 degrees or so would kick off. But you know what? I will take this over 20 degrees in December any day. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a real nice night if if you got a chance to get to a game. I highly encourage it. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET with us here in the Fast Lane. Dave, we will look at our game, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by TrostLaw.com. They're at Stanton River with a 630 East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show on 100.9 FM and WIQORadio.com or virginiatalkradionetwork.com a little bit later. But the big one tonight is the game that you guys have. Appomattox versus Rustburg. Rustburg for quite a while. They've been trying to get the axe back to Campbell County, wrestling it away from Appomattox County. How close are they to being able to pull that off? Yeah, you know, they're very close tonight to be able to bring that lantern back. You know, this was, uh, if you look back to a year ago, this was, I think, the surprise game that kind of set both teams in motion. I think most people were expecting Appomattox to roll, but it was Rustburg that was able to score with a minute left and take a seven-point win. Appomattox then, they uh, continue on to a three-game losing streak before riding the ship and getting back in the States. And for Rustburg, they get into the playoffs for the first time in five years, and you know, Rustburg fans have been chirping at me that they're even stronger this year. I definitely need to see a stronger performance this week. Um, they got the win over Spotswood last week. And, uh, yes, Spotswood was a playoff team a year ago, but they were playing in that Valley District 
uh, up near the Harrisonburg area that, quite frankly, I didn't think was very competitive last year. Most of their wins came against sub-500 level teams. And so, you know, just squeaking out a win against them didn't necessarily impress me that much. But you hang with Appomattox tonight, you get a chance to beat them down the stretch and do it on the road. That's certainly a, a statement win and one that I think this uh, Rustburg fan base uh, is really craving. So it, ju- it should be a, a very intense battle for this early in the season. Dave, we saw some other wins. Jefferson Forrest gritted one out against Gretna, even though it was sloppy for them at Sabre Stadium last week. Um, also, EC Glass held off Lord Botetod. But the most revealing win, is it, no, it may be easy, but is it pretty reasonable to say it was LCA finding a way to win at Salem in a batter that, battle that featured a number of prospective Division One football players? No doubt about it. You know, the Salem Stadium is a extremely hard place to go in and take out a uh, take out a win as a, the visiting team there, and to be able to not only hang with them, you know, when you're a class down, LCA's three and the Salem's a class four team, to not only go in there. Frank Rocco always tells us, you know, oh, our team's a little undersized. We don't have the numbers. Well, the numbers they had were just fine. They had a good game plan, and uh, they were able to uh, make up for any mistakes they had down the stretch. Gideon Davidson was in a showcase battle. You know, uh, uh, Salem's got some of the best, of the most highly recruited, I should say, running backs in the state of Virginia, and he proved why he's where he is as well. And so you answer that kind of bell that early in the season. Yeah, that was certainly the statement win for week one. Dave Walls with us here in the fast lane. Dave, among the teams that had maybe disappointing by their standard outcomes in week one, Liberty is one of them. The other one would be Brookville against Patrick Henry. Is it outlandish to say that out of those two losses in the Seminole District, remember Amherst had the quirky early season bye, that you still have to feel fairly optimistic about Brookville's chances to right the ship just because there's a lot of talent at Patrick Henry, and uh, clearly Brookville's had some in recent years, even though a lot of it is gone from this year's squad. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, and the funny thing is, I don't think Brookville did a lot wrong last week, except for the fact that they had trouble stopping the big running backs that Patrick Henry has. You know, they uh, Brookville really, you know, got off to a fast start offensively. They put up 28 points. When you when you do that, you kind of expect to at least have a chance to win. But uh, PH has got really big running backs, and that's going to be a lesson they're going to have to learn if they're going to make a deeper run into the into the postseason. But I think Brookville's still going to get their wins, and I still think they're going to be a force. And like you said, for Liberty, you know, they're gutting it out right now with small numbers. Ran into a bad situation against William Byrd. You know, a lot of opening day mistakes compounded that as well. You know, for Liberty, you know, you just hope they start putting the pieces together because Coach Gerald Robertson's doing a lot of good things, and I know uh, if you don't come to the practices and you don't see him, you don't see what he's doing. But uh, for what he has talent-wise, Coach Robertson's doing a great job, and you just hope things turn around better for the men in the near future. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET with us in the fast lane. Last one for you is on Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by TrostLaw.com, 6.30 East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate Show on 100.9 for their trip to Stanton River. Got about a minute or so left on this. Cleaning up the way Jefferson Forest plays. It's been a focal point for them and their opponents, Stanton River. Wrapping up with what we discussed earlier, how much do you expect it to be a much more crisp game, especially considering they are two Bedford County rivals? Yeah, uh, I would expect I would expect and hope, quite frankly, that it would be a much bigger, uh, crisper performance 
this week. I got to tell you, at certain points last week, that scoreboard between JF and Gretna made about as much sense to me as Cal being in the ACC now. Oh, uh, because, you know, you're expecting the scores to go one way. And JF left the door open quite a few times for Gretna to kind of take the lead and do enough to hold them off. And, you know, even though Stanton River has their own issues as well, eventually those mistakes are going to catch up to you. So you've got to start putting together those crisper performances now, which I think they have the talent once you put those opening day mistakes in back of you. That's fully why I have Jefferson Forrest in my top five right now, because I think they've got the physical nature to do it. They've got the coaching to do it. And quite frankly, with the uh, seniors and the returning players, they've got, they've got the experience to do it. So uh, put what week one away have a better performance tonight and start building towards the future. Dave, thank you for your time here in the fast lane. Thank you much and we look forward to chatting again in another week as we'll be uh, over 20% of the way through the regular season. Ah, I like the sound of that. Have a great weekend everybody. Enjoy it. Dave Walls, ABC 13 WSET talking some high school football. We had our thoughts on realignment earlier. They'll be up fast lane, Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. And when we return, a little more on that and some football. Bowling Green Liberty talk with Taylor McCarg of CBS Sports Network, who will be on the call for the game tomorrow next.